0: All right, welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and a Joint. It is the second half. We've got Chip Walters coming up, joining us in studio here momentarily. Should be a lot of fun. And we got JP moving cameras around, and it's always fun. We're going to talk about the Braves here for just a few minutes because we said we would so each and every day when the Braves play we're talking about them and the first thing that we're going to do today is give you this day in Braves history so Mo
1: tell them what happened in Braves history on April 12th on April 12th 1955 specifically Chuck Tanner pinch hitting for Braves left-hander Warren Spahn homered on the first major league pitch he saw from Jerry Staley, tying the score and sparking a three-run rally in Milwaukee's 4-2 win over visiting Cincinnati. That's probably not where you know the name Chuck Tanner from, though. Following an eight-year Major League Baseball playing career, Tanner went on to win 1,352 games as a manager with the White Sox, A's, Pirates, and Braves. Bringing it full circle. There you go. How about Chuck Tanner? How about Chuck Tanner? First pitch, first home run. Looked pretty promising there. I think he hit twenty one in eight years. <laughs> so. Hey, everybody remembers that first one though. Just ask Jason Hayward. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. No <laughs>
1: doubt. Never forget that one. <laughs> um, you said when the Braves play, we're talking about them. last night. I'm not sure if that did they play qualified as playing that eleven to two rough loss to the Nats in the opening game of a three game series at Truist Park. Um. Enoa, I think we saw enough. Yeah, you know, give him a hand, give him a daily dinger. Um,
0: <laughs> one of the things that I struggled with over the last couple of days is just watching, watching guys that we expected to be, you know, good enough,
1: not be good not enough, not be good enough, and. I don't want to make excuses for them necessarily, Chris, but it was a short ramp up coming out of the the lockout. And I, I don't know how many it of these effected, guys. It ain't
0: affected the Reds or the Nationals. They had a short ramp up too. Well, and guess I, what?
1: I don't know. I, I, I guess they're awful then. I guess they're just awful.
0: <laughs> right now they're not good. And and that's not. I mean, it is what it is. We, we don't. I don't want to make excuses either. But the fact is that both teams
1: dealt with the same this, spring. You're right. You're right. I guess I'm not ready to denounce this team as not postseason worthy after five games. Yeah. The uh, problem I, that I see with this
0: team is I don't think they're playing with. They're not. They're not having fun. They're not having as much
1: fun. Which is a little surprising given the offseason.
0: Nobody is having more fun than Matt Olson, but nobody's having as much fun as Matt, Matt Olson, <laughs> And that's the problem is, which, I mean, obviously he's hitting the ball like a madman right now, and nobody else is. Everybody else is kind of struggling. But when they get loose, when they start playing loose, that's when this team gets better.
1: It, I mean, I don't know what the temps have been in Atlanta, but there have been some balls that look like home runs off the bat, Chip Carry, notwithstanding, that <laughs> didn't get out, man. And I don't know what's holding those down. You know, we talked to Rick Sweet when we were down at First Horizon about mm-hmm. wind currents and that kind of thing. I don't know if something's changed around the stadium, but balls aren't flying. I didn't see anything new when I was down there. But that, that ball Orlando Garcia hit last yeah, night? absolutely should have been a home run. Absolutely. I mean –
0: I, it I was, mean, I just said it
1: five three six three whatever the score was going to be after that two run home run, and it didn't even make the warning track. I was a little cons-
0: surprised that it took until Darno on Sunday to get one out of the chop house. I mean, with as as hard as they as left handers have hit the ball for the Braves, track powers all they've had, mm-hmm. and and conversely. Seventy mile an hour, base hits for the opposing team. It's it just feels like everything kind of the same thing as last year. This Braves team, everything that can go wrong is going wrong, and eventually that's going to turn around. Dansby Swanson's not going to strike out ten out of fifteen times throughout well, the
1: year. Well, I hope he's not because I hope he's not going to get the opportunity for a whole lot longer. To be honest, I mean, well, if Arcia keeps hitting the way that he's hitting, he may be the new everyday short style. If not every day, I mean at some point maybe we need to get Dansby a break, get him out of his head a little bit because I mean 10 strikeouts in 15 ABs it, that's scary. Whether that's the start of the year, whether that's the end of the year or anything in between, that's not a good stretch. It's bad. But he's back in the starting lineup tonight. But we saw, you know, we saw Austin Riley almost as
0: bad in April last year and became an MVP candidate. So who knows, man? Again, it's game five. I get that mm-hmm. the Braves are two and three. The starting pitching hasn't been great outside of Charlie Morton. Uh, at any point, it felt like the strike zone was just nowhere. The pitchers were throwing nowhere near the strike zone at times. That being said, a lot of good, good a lot of good things coming from Spencer Strider. You, you've got to be happy with Kyle Wright wasn't bad. You. You've got to be happy with Kyle Wright. You've got to be happy with Strider. You you've got to you have to look for the bright spots because here's the thing: the Braves have so many pitchers right now that when they go to a five man rotation, they're going to have the right five. Mm-hmm. And once they get there, it's going to be it's going to be scary because by that time, you expect to see Ronald Acuna Jr. in the lineup, which changes your outfield, which has been dreadful. Defensively. I mean, Marcelo Zuna has
1: been a problem. <laughs> Marcel Ozuna's arm has been a problem and that wasn't nobody a expected that. Yeah, no, it's not like anybody expected that at all. Yeah. So I mean, once you get that
0: that lineup fixed, you get the starting rotation fixed, you get your long relievers. Sean Newcomb's no longer a part of this team, hopefully. <laughs> I think it's going to get better. It's just – it's frustrating because you're sitting there going, okay, we're wearing these gold uniforms,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we're not playing like a team that should be wearing gold uniforms.
1: Well, you know, again, we're five games into a 162-game season also. So just pump the brakes just a little bit, as JP was trying to tell us last summer. So, um, Second game of a three-game series tonight, the Nats at Truist Field against the Braves, coming in with matching two and three records that game. First pitch, 620 on Bally Sports South. Patrick Corbin goes to the bump for the Nats, 0-1-1 with a 4-5-0 ERA. Bryce Elder making his major league debut after the Braves burned through. Not Bruce Chip. After the Braves burned through both Waskar Inoa and Tucker Davidson last night. Um, So... Elder up from Gwinnett added to the forty-man roster, and he will make his debut tonight. And hopefully, we will give up fewer than eleven runs. Hopefully, we'll score more than two. That too. I'd like to hit the ball occasionally. I, I think, I think it's going to take both. Get some wins for, to to be successful tonight.
0: Yeah, no question. All right, let's take a quick break, JP, and uh, bring Chip Walters into the fold as he sits in studio with us today. Joining us here in the Dimple, special guest, special guest in studio. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint returns after this. AP Tennessee sports editor, three-time Tennessee sports writer of the year, 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome
1: Teresa. Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything?
2: Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every
0: night. That was nice. <laughs> Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. <laughs> <laughs> McGee- (laughs)
2: Other guy, Wham, married the best-looking girl, Bananarama. So other guy, Wham, had a pretty good life.
0: From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Incredibly sad news coming out of the camp of Gilbert Godfrey today. Gilbert Gottfried passed away uh, after a long illness. Probably one of the most iconic voices in comedy and television.
1: And Google Sidney Bernstein if you want to just laugh. Oh, yeah. Because that was his character in Beverly Hills Cop 2 and... If you've if you've seen the movie, then you remember the traffic ticket scene. And if you don't, it's a treat.
0: Uh, yeah, no question. All right. Let's uh let's talk some Blue Raider sports as we bring in the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, who sits in our studio today and that was awesome. <laughs> I hope you will clip that out. I hope you heard that, uh, <laughs> Chip. You are in the dimple today. What what, what brings you to the uh, Columbia?
2: Oh, obviously to see you guys. Clearly. That was uh, yes. clearly that's, that's that's the main reason motivation. Clearly, uh, uh, also uh, well, I had an, uh I was asked by David Holt uh, out at Central High School to come speak to his broadcasting one class, and uh, when it was out there, and it worked out, the timing was good, one thirty to 2.30 there, and then uh, slide on in to uh, to West 7th Street here to see you guys. and Your old stomping grounds? Yeah, I, I'm trying to think when the last time I was in this building, and and as I came through the front door, looking to the left and the right, nothing is as it was oh, wow. uh, the last time I was, I mean, when I first came in, Come in the front door to the left, that was the automation room forever. Then the AM studio and then you had the, the boss's office on the right, which I think that's still probably the same. But mm-hmm. but up here, uh, I'm you know, I'm not sure I've ever been up the stairs. And and I and
1: <laughs> and, and but here I am upstairs with you guys. Well we appreciate I, it. I went for the longest without coming up the stairs, but then things changed. I understand. Yeah, so here, here we be. Um, broadcast one, how many broadcast classes are there? I'm just, curious. Uh,
2: I think he, I think there's two, okay. two, two years of it. And, and let me tell you, I mean, the, his first year kids in high school, which are <clears throat> sophomores, maybe some juniors, but they are putting out stuff that we would have been proud of. When after I got to college, I mean it's incredible what in the uh, broadcast two students do the live events that they do all the and I say all the the things that the broadcast one students are doing are non-live you know editing packages. Uh, that right now they're doing they're doing a project where they're taking a movie trailer and changing it. Like for instance, if they took a comedy movie trailer, they're turning it. By using music and re-editing, making it into like a horror film, you know, oh, that's and, good. And so that's that's pretty good. Pretty good. That that takes some creativity, and they're they they're working on that right now. So it was fun to share some old uh, some experiences and uh, be reminded just exactly how old I am now. So uh, of the things that because of the things they have at their fingertips, oh, yeah. that we never even dreamed of back in the day.
1: All right.
0: I wish I, I wish I could. Go back that there is a trailer or or the intro of our broadcast Eagle Vision News from 2004. My senior year, we had a a broadcast. You know where we did the morning announcements, right? But it was on YouTube at one point. I want to go find it because you go look at what they're doing now versus what we did. We're like, (laughs) my goodness these these (laughs) these kids could step in right now and outdo all of us. Oh, I mean they they were
2: they were. uh, I mean when the first time we ever dealt with green screen and chroma key stuff, it was like magic was yeah, happening. Absolutely. And now they're just whipping stuff out. You know, there was a, a young lady working on a project with green screen today while we were there. And, and I'm just, okay. You know, congratulations.
1: It's, it's, it's really incredible. Yeah. We, we would invite some of them into intern with us, but they'd probably embarrass us. So.
0: <laughs> That's a problem.
1: Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Chip, um, I saw a tweet earlier today um, from Conference USA regarding track and field athletes of the week, and MTSU has one. Um, Abigail Quartang? I think that's correct. Okay.
2: And – See, they were at the Vanderbilt Invitational. No, they were in Tennessee, in mm-hmm. Knoxville. Tennessee Relays, I believe. Yep. yep. And uh, and 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 she set a personal best uh, in her uh, discipline. And uh, so it's uh, the, uh, the 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 message there to a lot of us is yes, track does go on after Dean Hayes, and uh, just shows you what a, an excellent job Keith Roman has done um, in. And uh, recruiting and bringing kids along uh, and and now this this they had a, they had a good had good finishes didn't win the league on either side in the indoor season but uh, you know the outdoor season is well underway and we're within what two weeks I guess of of that uh, happening or a week uh, within the, the the conference meet because I do know that two weeks from Thursday night will be the Raiders Choice Awards and we typically have just heard how the outdoor meet had finished when we do those awards. So that's coming up.
1: Quartang up at the UT Relays, um, as you said, personal – ju- p- Triple
2: jump, wasn't it? Well,
1: all the jumps. She had a personal best of 12.79 meters in the long jump. and That's 30-something feet. And her third best jump would have would have won the meet. Oh really? All three of her jumps were, all three of her legal jumps were better than anyone else's at the meet. In the high jump, she had a one point eight three, which would be number two in the conference to her one point eight four earlier this year, and um, her triple jump from the weekend is the thirtieth nationally. That ain't bad. Yeah, pretty good weekend for Miss Quartang up in Knoxville. So. So, congrats to her. This is the second time she's been named Conference USA Field Athlete of the Week.
2: Yep. So, so absolutely. And, uh, you know, that, that tradition, just a tradition unlike any other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hear that any this weekend, did we? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else in the borough, Base, sir? Let, Let's
0: talk about baseball because the Sunday sweep was Jaden Ham with six strikeouts to help uh, get that first win uh, along with Eric Swan and then – Peyton Wigginton, will. He just does Peyton Wigginton things. P. Wiggy. Wow. And he, he
2: was <laughs> he was so tough on, on Sunday afternoon in a in played two sevens. You know, Middle had to play catch up all Friday. You know, the, the wind was blowing out. Uh, they play in a small park up there. You get it up in the air and it was it was getting out and, and middle just couldn't couldn't get out of tough spots. Then they decided to not play Saturday and play a doubleheader on Sunday, and you know had a pitchers' duel, uh, kind of to win the first one, and then came back and and got got Peyton Wigginton rolling, and and uh, when he gets his stuff going, he's pretty doggone tough. And you mentioned Jaden Ham, the uh, the class I just spoke to, his sister Riley uh, was in the class, and she came up and said you probably know my brother and i said who well, who's
0: that she said jaden ham i said well he's pitching good right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he really is again six strikeouts on sunday he and eric swan combined for the uh, the one run game one so big wins that's that's kind of you know baseball's been rolling I mean well, they, they, they third, go down to Auburn get a series win against a team that just beat Vanderbilt in the two series. or three so yeah. That, yeah that right there just shows you this is a really good baseball team yeah they did that and then they they
2: opened the conference season with uh Old Dominion and Old Dominion came into that weekend 14 and 13 and one uh and took two out of three in Murfreesboro but since then, Middle has won series uh, at UAB, home against Western, and now another road series at uh, uh, th- this weekend, Marshall. Marshall, and then they're coming home for Charlotte in what will be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series uh, against the 49ers. And ironically, the Old Dominion team that was 13-1, and they're now 16-8. and and Middle's in in a four way tie for third in Conference USA right now, and and Old Dominion is behind them. So they were like ranked top twenty five, and all of a sudden, thing the wheels have fallen off for the Monarchs.
1: Middle seven and three over their last ten games since yeah. dropping those two of three to ODU, including in uh, that eight four win up at Cookville um, a couple of weeks ago. Got one this
0: afternoon at Lipscomb.
1: Yeah, four hands bunch.
0: Yep. So. Okay. Yeah, Southern Miss currently in the top spot, but uh UAB, UTSA and Florida Atlantic tied with middle for that number 3 spot. So it, this is going to come down to the wire for for the remainder of the season. I I mean again though right now middle playing as good as they played all year long so you you, you got to be excited if you're a blue raider baseball fan
2: yep and they've they've uh, you know they've had a couple of games rained out uh they had a home game with memphis. memphis they're still trying to find a date for that uh they had a rain out at alabama they're still trying to work on not sure if those will as you get later in the season you just you're just squeezing dates and that you have uh, softball is, is is playing. They they uh, won a series at FIU over the weekend, so they they are they're going to be at home this week. Uh, football is uh, winding up spring practice. They uh, they will have an open practice. No no real game, but an open practice on Saturday at ten thirty. Uh, in the stadium, so just show up and uh, there may be some other fun little things to go along with that. I'm sure they'll the coaching staff will uh, come up with some things that'll make that interesting
0: so after what three weeks ago no i guess it's been it's been longer than that almost six weeks ago, I guess when we talked about uh conference USA's football situation uh, The new schedule the, sco- <laughs> the new schedule is out, and uh,
1: minus a few folks. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, you, it's it looks like, what is it, an eight-game or a nine-game? It's an eight-game. Eight-game conference schedule because there's only nine teams, right? That's correct. So it'll be a round-robin schedule. That's always good. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so everybody plays everybody. Will there be a conference championship game?
2: You know, that's interesting. I you, And I can't tell you the, the answer to that uh, right now, uh, whether that'll be the case or not. Actually, there's 11. There's 11 schools right now. Playing football? Playing football and and you won't what you did is you previously you made up your eight game schedule from thirteen opponents now you make up your eight game schedule out of ten different opponents Uh, so there's that what I think will probably happen uh, in basketball is I think you will and I don't know this knock on wood whatever what I think you're gonna see is a twenty game double round robin schedule in basketball going from an 18 to a 20 but you would have a true double round
0: robin Mm -hmm. that's it's not a bad thing
2: no it's not i don't i don't think that's a bad thing either But is that just for
0: one year because next year yes
2: it will be for one year because then you'll lose uh you'll lose uh five that will go to the american you'll lose uh charlotte um fau North Texas, Rice. And UAB. And UAB. You will then gain at the same time uh, Liberty, Jacksonville State, uh, uh, who, uh, New Mexico State, mm-hmm. and Sam Houston. So you'll lose so five That's teams. when it's
0: nine teams. Correct. That's what I was thinking. Correct. That's, that's right. So it will be nine teams next year, barring any – Unforeseen. Other.
2: That's when you're, t- yeah, you're talking about 23 yeah. for that. Yes.
0: That, barring any unforeseen additions to the conference between now and then, it'll be.
1: Or not. subtractions from well, the conference. I,
0: I, I mean, I, uh, let's hope not. Uh, yeah. Although Western certainly is probably still shopping themselves <laughs> if but, I had to guess.
2: But, yeah But what that did to the schedule is you already have a, um, uh, uh, your non-conference schedule did not change. Right. You, you open up at James Madison, then Colorado State, then home against Tennessee State, and then you go to Miami. the the uh, the uh, the part that gets a little dicey. Then you go into your conference season, and your first three are UTSa, who went what tw- eleven and 11 one. And last one, year. yeah. Then you go to UAB. That's never fun. And uh, home for Western Kentucky. Uh, let me make sure I got. That. Yeah, yeah, that's those right. Are, those are.
0: Th- I mean, that is a tough three game
2: stretch right there. After coming off of Miami. Yeah. Then you have to play those three, uh, and then at, at that point you go to UTEP, which that's another. They, they were. Trip. They had their best year. Uh, it's a great trip for fans, but it. But they had their best year in a dozen years last year. And then you you roll out to La Tech with their new coach. You go to La Tech, come home for Charlotte, and then you're home for FAU before going to FIU. So you play end up playing five games, no, one, two, three, four games in the month of, of November. Uh, and the only time you have back-to-back home games all year is in November when you have Charlotte and FAU. And that just—I mean—that just goes to show that in any league you play in, it doesn't matter whether it's Power Five, Group of Five, or any other league, your league is tough. Mm. And and no matter where, who you, what league you play in, and especially when you go on the road, uh, it's it, it's always tough. And you hope that you make it tough on those coming in to your place as well. So that's what it's all about,
0: Chip. That was fun. Thank you for coming in. Well, if you, want to, if you want to stick around, we are going to be giving our top five most iconic numbers in sports. So you could certainly stick around and chime in anytime you feel free. But always good to talk Middle Tennessee well, State.
2: Well, I appreciate it, and it's like I said, good to be back in the in the hometown today for a bit. And uh, I'm going to slide yeah, cool. out the door and uh, head back across. I've got uh, another. Function coming up in about an hour in Murfreesboro. Mm, Ah. So it's busy day.
0: it it is a busy day. But appreciate it. As always, Chip Walters. At Choose Chip. At Choose Chip on Twitter. Not Chip underscore Walters. He lost the password to that pat to that one. Got hacked. (laughs) Got hacked. Yeah. So yeah, somebody else has the password to that one. Oh.
1: Oh.
0: (laughs) Come back with us here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Iconic Sports Numbers are top five after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in. The final segment here on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We will certainly, most certainly go past 330 today as you know we we had three guests today. That's going to happen, uh, and, and you know, great guests, absolutely fantastic segments. Go back and listen if you want to hear more about SEC baseball. Chris Lee of Southeastern 14 joined us. Uh, Bruno Reagan came on to talk about the USFL and their kickoff this weekend. Of course, we just had Chip Walters here in the studio. All of that will be available on our special guest podcast. So make sure to check that out if you uh, have an interest. Right now, though, we're going to go to our Top 5 segment, Top 5 Tuesday, brought to you by Mid-South 5 Fitness. That's Dallas Steel in the game, Mid-South 5 Fitness. Two great locations, one here in Columbia, the other in Franklin. Check them out at steelathletes.com. That's S-T-E-E-L, athletes.com, or Steel Athletes on Instagram, at Steel Athletes. So, again, Dallas Steel, speaking of track and field, Mm -hmm. uh, appreciate his support from Mid-South 5 Fitness here on – Main Street Sports today. Now the top five most iconic numbers in sports. Now to, to clarify, these are not just jersey numbers; these are just numbers that are iconic in the world of sports.
3: Iconic numbers, okay.
0: I'm curious if maybe we want to just give the number and have each other guess I like as that. to what it's a, what it is like pertaining we can do that. to. So, uh, yeah, I think this the thing is a good idea. I think there will be some, certainly
1: some. Overlap. I think there will be some overlap, and I think some of them will be pretty obvious, but
3: yeah.
0: Perhaps. So, um, JP, you got your five? I do. All right. Let's let him start today. Let's let say? him
3: start. All right. So, Let's you still want, you want me to you just count give me the, down? Give me the yeah, start at number five. All right. Uh, we'll go with um, 44. Hank Aaron. I know this is well, taking yes. It,
1: it, is it Hank Aaron? Yeah. I mean there are other 44s, yeah. but that's the first 44 that I think of. Mm-hmm.
3: So, yep, yeah. 44 Hank Aaron.
0: Okay. All right. My number 5 is 2632.
3: <laughs> Cal Ripkin. Yeah, street.
1: Consecutive Games played street. Okay. My number 5 and we discussed it in in the building yesterday. 102455. Tennessee's former
0: capacity yeah. for Neyland for Stadium Neyland. stadium. All
1: right. Yeah. Okay.
3: Uh, number all right, four. number four, we'll go with uh, – we'll stick in the same frame, frame 755.
0: Hank Aaron, mm-hmm. home runs. Yep. Okay. My number four is 2,000.
3: Rushing yards for a running back in the NFL it's a, as a benchmark.
0: That's a benchmark. Yeah. That's correct. Yep. NFL rushing yard benchmark.
3: That yeah. one almost made my list.
0: I, it's, I mean, so many people have, have done it that it's – I mean, yeah. I mean, you hit 2,000, 2000 yards. 2,000, yes. You've – done so It's a thing.
3: Yeah. Yep. Even in
1: 17 games. Sure. Which no yep. one reached this year. No one reached Despite 17 games. 17 games. That's correct. Yep. Yeah.
0: Marlon Mack, by the way, headed to the uh, Houston Texans. That's not my favorite thing to hear today. Mm. But also Anthony Ferkser going to the Titans Southeast. Uh, for the, uh, the <laughs> will play with the Atlanta Falcons. So, <laughs> <laughs> Titans, you remember like NCAA football, it was like, you know, FCS Southeast. That's basically what the okay. time, what the Falcons are. Anyway,
1: continue. <laughs> number four, Mo. My number four is twenty six thirty two. Oh, Cal Ripken. There you go. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> number three. Number All three. Right. Number three. Um,
3: Forty two. Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, I mean mine are pretty simple.
1: That's fine. That's pretty, okay.
3: Pretty obvious, but you know that's the whole point of this thing right
1: I mean they're you, you kind of want them to be obvious I mean yeah. otherwise they're, they're, not, they're, they're not really iconic they yeah. shouldn't be
3: on the list Yeah. my number three is 56 Joe DiMaggio's uh, no 56 no not 56 Lawrence Taylor
0: uh, no oh, what of course, it's Lawrence Taylor. No, I'm kidding. It's Joe DiMaggio. Okay. It's, yeah. it's the hit streak. Wow. <laughs> of course, it's Lawrence Taylor because <laughs> don't smoke crack.
1: <laughs> All right. Which brings me to my next point. Uh, my number three is also 56, and it's not Lawrence Taylor either. Yeah. Um, okay. Joe DiMaggio's 56 game hit streak that will not be broken. Ever. Yeah. Although Dan Ugla tried real hard. <laughs> what did he get to like 30? He
3: got, he got to close
1: to 30. 30. We've
3: seen uh He was upwards of thirty. Didn't yeah. we see a forty?
1: Uh, Pete Rose went, got to forty four before losing it against the Braves.
3: <laughs> of course he maybe did. That was, yeah. Maybe that was it. The terrible.
1: Braves yeah. and they. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah.
3: Maybe they stopped that streak. Uh, Fifty six is my number two.
0: yeah look at there. Number two for me is one hundred.
3: Hmm. Oh, Wilt Chamberlain's one hundred points. That's it. Yeah, I didn't think about that one. That's out there. Yep. Wilt's Wilt's points. Mm. 100. Yeah, that's pretty big.
1: Okay. We're at number two? Number two. 44. I don't know. Yeah. You know, JP? I have no idea. <laughs> Coming from Mo? <laughs> oh, by the way, Dan Uggla's right. hitting streak was 33.
0: Uh, What number what, what number was he wearing the other day? 54 or whatever? The yeah, 54. <laughs> that's the my
1: honorable mention. this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds 54 Sound Sounds jersey. pitching coach Bruce Tanner. Yeah, there yeah. you go.
3: Yeah, <laughs> coach.
1: All right, number one, JP.
3: All right, number one,
1: 23
3: Oh, shows okay. you the era I grew up in. Not
1: not forty five, huh?
3: Not forty five. Twenty three. Not yeah, twenty
1: three. Now is that LeBron James twenty three or is that Michael? Or is or is that Kobe, Kobe Bryant Bryan twenty three or is that Michael Jordan twenty three? Which which twenty three are we talking about Iconic, baby. You
3: know, Ron, Ronnie McMahon's 23.
1: Hey, give yourself a ding. Mm-hmm. Daily Dinger. Yeah. Mac wow. will appreciate that. Yeah. My number one,
3: three. Junior. Raise Hell, mean, Praise uh, Dale, not junior, baby. But <laughs> the original, senior. <laughs>
0: Raise Hell, Praise Dale. And of course, Babe Ruth.
3: Yeah, were with the F. Yeah, was. In that order. He, he, <laughs> absolutely in that order. Yeah. Well, he's from Alabama, so. Right. Intimidator.
1: Okay, so my number one is 755, but I have to give an honorable mention to 43.
0: 43, mm. Richard mm. Penn. Richard the Penn King? Richard,
1: yes, sir. King. Or
0: 200 for his 200 mm. wins. Yeah. The,
1: I, speaking of records
0: that will never be broken. Yeah, there's mm. no question. Yeah, that, that one will never be broken. But, yeah. you know, that. It's it's interesting because obviously we were going to have some overlap, and I tried to keep Hank Aaron off of it because I knew Mo was going to go yeah. there. So I tried to just go completely opposite. But uh, yeah, so I, I think all of our numbers, we we all knew what they were. Yeah, which I think just goes to show the the that they are iconic. Iconic. Yeah. So stature. we passed the test. We yeah. did, in fact. All right, that's going to do it for Main Street Sports today on this Tuesday edition, Top Five Tuesday, brought to you by Mid South Five Fitness. Tomorrow,
1: Mo, have you got our guest list? Tomorrow, Andy. we have Heather Williams, Williams, obviously. We have Heather Williams talking a little NASCAR, and we have I've got the list. I swear I do. That's it right there, ain't it? On the other side? No, no this is another. This is, this is last week's list. Yeah. Oh, here we go. It's no good. Um, <laughs> we have Pete Weber. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. Pete Weber will join
0: us. We'll talk about the Preds, who certainly need to get a win tonight against the San
3: Jose Sharks. Pete Weber on a Turret Wednesday.
0: <laughs> Turret. Hopefully, we'll,
3: No we'll doubt.
0: We'll explain there. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, go back, listen to those uh, great guests we had today. Get some insight from the from the experts. We'll come back tomorrow and hopefully be celebrating a Braves win. Mo, two o'clock. Same bat time, same bat channel. Again, for JP and Mo, I'm Chris Yao. Have a great day. See you then.